You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You're listening to Stage Door Podcast, the podcast celebrating theatre and creativity from onstage mishaps to career-defining moments. Hosted by thespians myself, Tori, and co-host Eliza. Fortnightly, we will bring you industry professional guests, deep dives, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Stage Door Podcast. Today, we welcome one half of the head bros, Liam Head, to the podcast. Before we get started, I would like to acknowledge that I am on Gadigal land. And I am on Turrbal land, the traditional custodians of the land on which we work, live, and record, and we recognize that sovereignty was never ceded. Founded by brothers Liam and Kyle Head, the head bros is an independent production company based in Queensland. The company has quickly made a name for itself with their vision to create high-quality and diverse content that entertains and challenges audiences. Liam and Kyle bring a wealth of experience, having both worked across various aspects of the entertainment industry. Liam most recently played Nick Healy in Jagged Little Pill, the Australian tour, and will feature in the upcoming Robbie Williams biopic. Kyle stays behind the scenes and is a respected photographer and videographer, well known for his high quality show reels. Since its inception, The Head Bros has produced several successful theatre projects in Queensland and is now expanding into Melbourne's independent theatre scene. With a focus on empowering performers and impactful content, The Head Bros aim to make a significant contribution to theatre in Australia. Please welcome to the mic, Liam. Hello, how are we? Good, how are you? Good, you guys are so generous. Successful production company. Uh, <laughs> we've, I, think, I think we've kind of broken even. Uh, across all yes. the shows. So I suppose, yes, it, it's like <laughs> a little a success. successful. Yeah, yeah, right? It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for having us, having me. Thank you for being here. <laughs> I mean, you have to tell the beautiful story of your brand new beautiful pup. Yes. Is it Junie? Junie, Junie for short. Uh, Juniper, full name, as Maddie would have you know. Uh, <laughs> no, but we, so I was saying to Maddie, like last year, when, I think we just started our Melbourne season for Jagged. <gasps> And I was like, I'd really love a dog. You know, I've always wanted a dog. It sounds like keeps it fun. And she was like, no, 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 we can't get a dog. And I was like, you're right. We can't get a dog. Um, and then like, you know, I'd say it every now and again. I'd be like, let's maybe get a dog. And she's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, it's chill. It's totally fine. Um, you're not ready. We, like, we couldn't do it. And then uh, uh, recently, because now that we're married, which is very exciting. Exciting. But recently, Congratulations. Thank you so much. I, I said, jokingly let's let's get, no no i didn't even say it she said it she said let's get a dog and so now like i've always said let's get a dog but in my heart of hearts i was like we're not we're never gonna get a dog like yeah. I, I like the idea but too much work but she kind of said it and i was like well that makes everything's like a bit real like we might actually get a dog now and then we started talking <laughs> about it uh and i said okay maddie if we get a dog we have to we have to get a dog that's perfect that can that can be home alone that is just going to chill there isn't going to be too noisy we, we, we can't have a really energetic dog and so this one breeder reached out to us because like we we'll, we started looking on gumtree and stuff 
she was up in Newcastle, and so we made the drive, and we hadn't bought anything because I I was thinking to myself, we're not going to get a, we're not going to walk away with the dog today. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. So that was last Friday. In what world? I know. And then we get there, and Maddie completely falls in love with little Miss Juniper. And I kind of take her away from the breeder as well. And we go for like a 15 minute walk just so like she's not, you know, next to the dog and being like, we have yeah. to take her. <laughs> we, we go and get a coffee and like, I'm like, Maddie, do you really want this dog? And she's like, yes, I really <laughs> want this dog. Okay, fine. So we kind of walked away with the dog. Um, and then the next day, this is kind of irrelevant, but the next day Maddie got into a car crash, which, which sucked, obviously. Um, and then we then drove a day down to Melbourne to do 10 at Cabaret. And then we've just driven back and now I'm here. So it's been a big week, but I'm so happy to be here. That's crazy. Really are you are you guys in Sydney or are you yeah. in Queensland? Sydney. 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 Yeah, That's I'll be awesome. I'll be here for a bit. Uh, so we're just having fun. Chilling out. I yeah. love that. You're such a dog person, so I, yeah. I feel like it's a good decision. <laughs> I grew up I grew up with a uh, Kelpie cattle dog cross mix. Uh, so that was that was heaps of fun. Chesty and I were the same age. So we kind of grew up together. It was really be- like loved, oh. loved that dog. So now we got a little border collie. Yeah. So cute and so much energy as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to get on the walking. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, didn't you say that you wanted someone with no energy? But border collies. Well, have I know, a lot right? But but, sh- but we want like a, an intelligent dog, but a chill one. And Juniper is like the perfect mix. She like, for example, oh, so we drove down to Melbourne. That's like a nine and a half hour drive. Not a single yeah. bark. Not a single playtime no, she just kind of just sat there in the chair the entire time we're thinking oh my gosh we struck gold here so yeah yeah that's, that's awesome so especially like doing theater I feel like it's really hard sometimes to commit to an animal because you travel so much and yeah. you're constantly like moving yeah and so to have like an animal that's like just chill and yeah good to go on the road and just and we wouldn't I was talking to people like Tim Draxel he has a dog um uh Sam Richardson they have a dog with Scout uh, and I was like, okay, you know, you guys are doing it um, yeah. and you're making it happen. How? Uh, and they're like, you know, it, you just make it work because you love the damn thing. And you're like, you know, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I guess getting back onto a little bit about why we're here today. Not dogs. Not, not, not dogs, yeah. but I really appreciated a, a dog. <laughs> so, you know. You and Kyle mm. both created the Head Bros. How did you decide to start this was it something that you've always wanted to do how did the discussion kind of come up it's a great question um I I I was in first year and I was kind of just like really I was kind of like little Junie I was just really scratching around I feel like I was just like I want to do something (laughs) I want to to sink my teeth into something um and a, a whole bunch of my friends were kind of like I want to create stuff but you know we don't have cash lying around to just do it and i was kind of like neither uh so i went with went to kyle and i was like i've got this idea to start a theater you know production um uh called tenet cabaret or something along those lines where we get 10 different acts um heaps of different mates of different people that like i know or perhaps i don't know but that's kind of how it started uh, yeah. And Kyle and I, I, th- I took up like a few few different jobs to pay it off. Um, Kyle was working in a stable job at the time, um, you know, like like a normal person. Uh, so we had we had a, a little bit of money, a little bit of money, and like a little kitty. 
uh, and we kind of just we we put it up there so to allow people to have the opportunity to to kind of create because I thought that would be really fun. <clears throat> that's that's how it started, and then we kind of branched off. We realized that there's no money in theater. <laughs> <laughs> Especially and, independent. Theater. Yeah, exactly. And so we started creating short films. And so now we create short films for schools or independent brands, or we create ad adverts for different for different people or things or companies. Um, and then Kyle got into showreels because um, we we did a showreel together uh, in in my third year, and we're kind of like, hey, this is pretty fun. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just kind of, just kind of, you know, you pick up different things and you pick up different things. Heaps of people are like, what's the plan for the head bros? And I'm like, I don't freaking know. Like, <laughs> they one thing now, but then in the future, like I might get two years in the future and we could be like, let's, I don't know, create a chocolate bar. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. We, we just got along with it. Yeah. I mean, like I just got Kyle doing my showreel right now, which is so exciting and so, so good. fun. Yeah. And it's so funny how that like kind of started from just your showreel doing your one. And now so many con graduates use Kyle to do their showreels and how <laughs> something can evolve from something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think Kyle, That's crazy. Kyle's like working with. Like he's flying down to Adelaide to do showreels there with the Eldercon and he's doing stuff at VCA and yeah, showreels are taking off. It's epic. It's so good as they should because so they're yeah. bloody fantastic. They are. Yeah. It's <laughs> so good that you've like created this company because it is, it's really hard to, obviously so many people are like, oh, if you can't like book like a major show, just create your own work. And it's like, yeah, mm. I can create my own work with what money yeah. and what support. <laughs> Because yeah. it, it's not like, it's not that you can just go to a venue and be like, hey, I'm going to book this venue and I'm going to do a show. There is so much more that comes yeah. in between that. So actually knowing who to go to and be like, hey, I need yeah. help doing this or creating a company that then. I, I, I was super blessed having Kyle in my corner. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't have been able to do it without it, uh, without him. The, the stuff he does for marketing and, and, and all that jazz is, is just incredible. And that costs a butt ton. Um, yeah. but I think, I think it's like, it's important to dream big, but it's also important to like, just kind of realize where you are as well. Cause we want to do heaps of stuff. We want to do so much, yeah. stuff, but we're just not there yet, you know? Yeah. Uh, and we won't be there for a while. And so we got to keep doing small stuff and we think, oh man, I just want to, I just want to be doing like a main stage production or I want to, I want to be, I want to I want to produce a big, like a full scale thing, but you, we're just yeah. not there yet, but we will get there and just believing that we will. Um, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And obviously You've just recently, this past week, had 10 Act Cabaret hit Melbourne for the first time. How did the show go and what was the reception like? It was great. It's always nerve-wracking producing a show. Because, yeah. like, for two reasons, you're kind of thinking, is it going to sell? And then if it does sell, will people enjoy it? So you kind of want people to be there and then you don't want people to be there because you don't want people <laughs> to be like, it sucked. <laughs> but uh, it went really well. We sold a fair amount of tickets enough tickets to have some great atmosphere in the theater but all we all we really wanted to do is just get our foot in the door yeah uh, especially in melbourne producing a show in brisbane is uh, a bit easier because we have more connections here you know i spent 20 years of my life up in brisbane we have a better chance of selling out a theater but in melbourne like like we don't really have that when we put mm. the casting call out for 10 act like i think seven of the 10 acts weren't even based in Melbourne or like six of the 10 acts weren't even based in Melbourne. Like they were from Brisbane or Sydney and they, and they came over to do the show, which is such a privilege that they would, that they would do that for us. But we're kind of thinking, 
all right, it's okay. We just put our foot in the door. We do a show in Melbourne. Everyone kind of starts thinking, what the hell is a show that was on last night? I didn't go to it, but Old Mac did, and he said it was kind of fun, and or, yeah. or they said it was cool, or or she was like, yeah, it was all right. I might go again. Uh, but just like people talking <laughs> about it is good. So that next year when we do another one down in Melbourne, hopefully, fingers crossed, we get a lot more Melbourne acts. Yeah. It's such a great opportunity for performers and creatives to actually have their, I guess, put their own mark on any particular states like theatre industry because it's not just, you know, doing a pre-written show. It's actually putting themselves forward. Yeah. It's quite nerve-wracking. I don't think I could do it. It's, it's a big it's a big ask, what we're asking of these TEDx, to write like yeah. a seven-minute cabaret, which is you, or a, like a like your character. It's your work. It's your – like if you're doing Jagged Little Pill, you know, that's not me. That's their writing who's – and yeah. I, can, I can just be a vessel, you know, and just deliver that story. But it's different when you have to be the vessel and you have to be the creative and you have to be like, you know, all these different things. You're putting your soul and heart on the line. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. I very much appreciate it. Yeah, and I guess like on that, when you've obviously found these artists who have these ideas, mm. and are some of them fully fledged ideas that come to you with a full product, or do some of them come with an idea? And then how does that work in the, I guess, rehearsal process for a show like Tenet? This was a bit different, especially because we had so many people from not in Melbourne. So we put a casting call out, and we're like, "Hey, come and be the part of the show if you'd like." And we get a, we get a fair amount of interest, which is really wonderful but a part of that we say what's your name what's your email whatever and then once like give us a 50 word like, like an, an elevator pitch for your cabaret and what we're looking for like, there are so many cabarets that we said no to not because they were not because they were bad uh but just because you know maybe they were fairly similar to another cabaret or or vi- mm. you, know, you know like that kind of stuff uh yeah. so what we're looking for are different demographics different people different stories different all that kind of stuff. So that's that's where we kind of pick the, the cabarets from. And then it's just up to them to write it. And that actually kind of worked out quite well because we don't want to take up the artist's time as well. You know, like it's a, it's a, the, the less amount of space that we have to intrude on, like the, the better because we don't want to stuff anyone around or anything like that. So yeah, that's kind of the process. I guess that worked really well, especially having interstate performers as well who might want to get into different scenes like the Melbourne theatre scene or you know eventually if you take it to Sydney or other places it's kind of a good that it's not taking too much of their time that they can really be independent but also supported at the same time. Yeah exactly and we we uh so we invite as many people so so we we kind of we don't ever plan on take, making a profit on Act, and we haven't yet. There were heaps of directors there. There were agents there. There were casting directors there that you know are doing stuff, so they get to see these people and see what they actually present. Because you know, if you're do- if you're auditioning for Greece at the moment, right, you're you're doing those characters that they're asking of you. Like they're not they don't get to see you and who you are. Yeah. And most of the time, Nat Gilholm, for example, if she's casting something, if she kind of knows you're like that you're spunky or like you got that little thing, and you're like, and so she's trying to put the, the puzzle piece together, and she goes, oh no, yeah, I remember seeing that. That person's tenet cabaret. I was really good. Let's yeah, let's let's get them in the room. Like that's that's what we're trying yeah. to get a name for. Yeah. yeah, and it's so wonderful as well because we were literally just talking to Video Macon about this recently. That it's um, becoming 
you know, a little bit more prevalent that people are casting because of someone's like soul and their spirit rather than what you assume that they're going to be able to do. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> their appearance or their past experience. Yeah. Actually casting someone because of who they are as a human. So it's so good that yeah. they get to, you know, people get the opportunity to see people outside of a really specific controlled setting just being mm. themselves and themselves as a performer and obviously we've kind of spoken about this a little bit but you've kind of integrated now taking the head bros obviously you've already taken Queensland by storm um but kind of you know really <laughs> integrating it into the Melbourne theatre scene how have you yeah. found that the two theatre scenes have differed between Queensland and Melbourne I don't think we really have enough of a case study yet to, to, to really tell you. Brisbane, Brisbane's just family, you know, and, and like, like I said before, we have, we have that community, like I've got, like I've got school, and like I've, I've been around, um, like with like school, like in the, in the way that we all have, if we would all go back to where we grew up, we'd have all of our people that would, that would love to support us. We haven't found that yet in Melbourne, naturally, because we've only done one show that was, that went for one night, but, but we'll get there. And I think, I think there's this stigma that people in Brisbane are more reserved, you know, or less inclined to share themselves like they would in Melbourne. You know, everyone in Melbourne's cool and, and they're, they're, you know, trendy and they're, it's the same. Yeah. Um, they get their coffees. Yeah, exactly. But I think, I think Brisbane has that. I really do. And I think audiences in Brisbane have that as well. Um, yeah. Uh, like, like I would not be afraid of taking a um, controversial work I just did finger quotations for people <laughs> uh, taking that to Brisbane because I think there's 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 still a scene there. Millennium Production just did Spring Awakening there, and that did well. And like I was, you know, I was sitting back and I was thinking, how's it going to go? But yeah, they 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 did they did really well. Uh, and as I saw the show; it was a beautiful show. Go watch Millennium Productions; they're doing Greece up in Brisbane uh, very soon as well. Sorry, just put that out there. Uh, no, yeah. it's good. No, it's it's exciting seeing um, different companies like that starting in Brisbane because Brisbane doesn't have it it's, has a growing theatre scene but not necessarily a sh- like it has a, an established scene mm. but in Melbourne for instance there's a lot more theatre yeah. to be done and so in Sydney if that's what I've noticed personally since yeah. being up here and it's a, this nice shift happening in Brisbane that it's starting to really become um, like a theatre and creativity zone of yeah. new works and yeah. new companies. And it's very exciting to see that happening up here. Alex Woodward, I, th- I think, would be fairly responsible for that as well. Uh, Sherlock yeah. Holmes, Mr. of the Luckery, that's that's brand new show uh, that him and his company have put on. Um, Naughty Christmas, stuff like that. Like, they're all new shows. Uh, uh, SK Entertainment as well. Sam Klinger, he's based in, in Brisbane. He just took friends around. So Brisbane's doing, Brisbane, they're doing a lot. Uh, and it's, it's exciting to see. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess we're going to move into a little bit of a game now. Oh, <laughs> yay! <laughs> Swipe left or right. So we have this fun game called Swipe Left or Right. Okay. It's a little bit like Tinder. Uh-huh. So this is just to get people to get to know you a little bit. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> right, right is the light. You like the right. Yes. Right okay. is right. Okay. Left is like, absolutely not. And then you can super like. Right. Do you want to hear something fun? Yeah. Madison Head is the only person I've ever kissed. So I've, I've never used Tinder. I've never used any of that kind of stuff. Oh. 
Yeah, that is yeah. disgustingly adorable. And, you and married, I hate it. And that we love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We're giving you a crash course in Tinder. Yeah. Thank you so um, much. Thank you. Just so that you can, you know, don't worry. You're not using it. <laughs> <laughs> no profiles oh, here. Maddie, I was on Tinder today. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So number one is uh-huh. Eurovision. Oh, oh man. Right. But like, I don't watch it, but like, I love it. Mm. Like, like. I think if I was, if I was, you know, born in Sweden, for example. No, yeah, there's no spoilers. It's everywhere. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would be all over it. It'd be like it'd be like NRL. I'm a I'm a Brisbane Broncos fan to the day I die. Love it. Um, I love the idea of Eurovision. I think it's epic. But I just I'm, I don't really watch it. But I think like if someone put it on, if someone had a Eurovision party, I'd definitely go. And I'd get dressed yeah. up and I think it'd be a great time. But like, I'm not a fan. Does it make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I literally think last night was the first time I've actually ever watched anything from Eurovision because I was right. with people that are really interested in Eurovision. Yeah. And I was like, I support it. It seems really fun. <laughs> this music is great. I really don't understand what's happening or like yeah. how it works or why it's happening but i can appreciate it i i do enjoy listening to, to when i whenever i do put turn it on myth like like talk us through exactly what's going on live yeah, like, yeah the commentary, the commentary yeah. is great and i think that's like an iconic part of eurovision absolutely is a commentary a thing like in other countries or is that just australia because we have no clue what's going on i assume it would be the same for everyone yeah right yeah i mean apparently <laughs> australia is in the grand finale Eurovision this year so come on Australia and like they did I saw on TikTok last night they were going through all the different um countries and how serious they were they like sit in their little boxes and how serious and Australia's just like drinking and like having a few smokes (laughs) yeah exactly always always. (sighs) all right the next one is going to be swipe left or swipe right on Survivor Oh yeah, baby. Well, you've done your research. Big, big like three hundred swipe rights. I bloody love Survivor. Super like, yes, that's what it's called. No, I love it. Love it to bits. I couldn't help myself because during uni, you were always an enamored Survivor fan. Like, I think during Greece, didn't you like watch Survivor all the time during Greece? Probably Survivor and footy. Um, I remember. I remember during Jagged. This is. Not good, but State of Origin was on, uh, and I know it's a survivor. But State of Origin was on, and <laughs> I, because you, like, normally you just like sit into the piece, you sit into the run, you can't do it, and you can't change the speed of the songs, obviously. But, but uh, Penny Farrow would would be happy because I was doing some carton work with with Nat. Uh, I, oh. I just so I was I was there, I was watching the footy, I heard my cue, and I sprinted up and then I went on stage and I did the scene and I did perfectly did the song and then I run back off stage like I just getting through all my beats and I was like let's go back to the footy <laughs> the show was really moving that night yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, th- I genuinely think I actually got a note being like great pace on stage and I was like I can, I can do it again <laughs> I can do that easy easy I'll put it on next uh, tomorrow yeah <laughs> uh, okay so self tests oh oh yeah. Right. Swipe right. It's just so good not spending a lot of money to say to get a no in the room, you know, <laughs> like getting in the plane, 
maybe if you have to buying accommodation like we just don't have them like we're in the theater business you know like this not like even like even when you when you book a show like i was very happy to have a stable income for for x amount of months but that it's not i hate to say it it's not a lot of money uh so so just to i i love self-tapes for for that reason yeah Yeah. makes it so much more accessible as well yeah also you can you can do it as many times as you like i love that (laughs) so good yeah all right the next one is stand-up comedy oh love to what right to watch left to to do i don't think Ah. i yeah i i don't see myself doing that i don't think i'd be funny i think i'd be too self-conscious yeah. I'd, be, I'd be way too far too anxious and i'd like to, i'd try and really? push for jokes yeah, yeah. it's it really so hard. hard i've seen a, a lot of people i know in the theater scene in sydney have recently started getting into stand up and i've been offered a few times to do stand up and i'm like i i don't think so because i think i would just be i feel like it's really it's really different because obviously you're doing it to get a reaction whereas mm. in theater i feel like you're more like true to your story and true to what you want to bring to the role and if yeah. you get a reaction great but sometimes you won't whereas i feel like stand-up comedy you're doing it yeah. to get a reaction so you're yeah, just yeah. like constantly sure. in your head about it i do it i do it with sean um like like that that'd be so much fun we host together uh, and we're, we're doing more of that um, and we just kind of take the piss out of each other and it's good fun. But I think, yeah. I think, I reckon, I think stand up comedy would be easier if you built a brand, you know, like mm. I'm thinking if I'm going to watch someone that I don't know, you've been judging them quite a bit. But if I, if I watch Hamish and Andy, I like, it's expected that I have a good time. And so I'm yeah. going to also have a good time. Does that make any sense? Yeah, a hundred percent. It's like the banter between the two. Yeah, yeah. That really keeps you going. Oh, like you can trust it, even if a, yeah. le- a joke doesn't land. Yeah. Then the other person will pick it up and yeah. it will be fine. Yeah. No, yeah. totally, completely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Lucky last question. Europe. Swipe left or swipe right. I was lucky enough to spend some time in London recently. I don't think I would volunteer to live there. Um, really? No, Interesting. But, but I had a good time, naturally, being yes. there. Uh, I'm going to go right, because there's nothing wrong with Europe. It's a lovely place. I just love yeah. Australia. I think Australia is beautiful. No, that's that's so interesting because so many people really want to move over to London and, yeah. and do that. But I don't know. There's like this beautiful thing about Australia mm. at the same time that, I don't know, the sun. Yeah. The weather. The fresh fruit and veg. We actually have weather. (laughs) Like we have a cost of living crisis at the moment, but man, it's bad in the UK. Like it is shocking in the UK. And Mm. yeah, like like when when I was there, um, there was all the garbage strikes in Paris as well. And so like, and I I just like, look, just it it kind of allowed me to, because you can get so caught up, you know, Mm. and you can go, oh, the government's not doing this, the government's not doing that or X, Y, Z. But just to like, you know, step back and go, wow, we live in a great country with a great government, yeah. like all things considered, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm, and I'm yeah. so happy and blessed to be able to live here. Um, yeah, that's my takeaway on that. Yeah, especially when you compare it to different countries oh, yeah. overseas doing mm. really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not so good. Not so good. <laughs> all of the main places for the arts are not yeah. doing good. <laughs> yeah. So I guess now we'll get into a little bit about what you've been doing as well. So you recently finished filming the Robbie Williams biopic. What was your favourite moment on set, if you can say? 
My favorite, okay, great question. My favorite thing on set, this, this will sound kind of lame, but the reason why I love performing and acting, all that kind of stuff so much is just for the people. Like it is so much fun working closely with four uh, other brilliant people that was just an absolute treat. Jono, who plays Robbie, he just had a little boy, little little Charlie, uh, with his wife Rachel, and and kind of like you know being there for that. Like we were like we're getting updates and you know Uncle Liam and all that kind of stuff. And you go you go back a year and a half and you go like that just didn't exist. And it's crazy mm. that it's just been a year. It's just been how. how however long ago we, we, we kind of started and we've we've really gelled so well us boys and it's it's been the best time it's been so much fun yeah that, that's probably my just like collectively the best times on set we're just yeah. when we're all together playing it's very different to, to theater you know especially mm-hmm. cookie cutter theater when uh, is a little bit different with jagged because we're creating a new touring show but you kind of like you get to a point when you're in the hustle room and, and the creatives are trying to get you to do to do what Derek Klenner did and I'm just kind of like just show me the video and I'll just do it you know what I mean <laughs> uh, but but with with film you know Michael would walk in and when we're rehearsing a scene and he's like all right go and play and and we'd be in this random dance studio and he's like okay we're playing and we're thinking of offers and and you know I was thinking lines get all the lines right it's just like theater and Simon Gleason uh, who wrote the script with Oliver uh, kind of came over and was like, dude, just play, you know, just have like, these are the lines and like do it. But if you, if you think it just like, just, you know, have, have fun. And I'm thinking, all right, freaking yeah. sick. This is, this is exactly <laughs> this is what I live for. You know? Yeah, you're um, like, what? Yeah. Making bold choices. I know, I know. I want. <laughs> uh, and so there was, there was this one day in particular where uh, we were shooting something. And I just remember having so much fun being, cause you know, it's a it's a film set, and so they have everything there. It's as if you're back in the '90s, um, and just remember looking around and being like, "Okay, what can I play with? I can play with this. I can play with that. I can play with that." And none of it will probably be in the film, but I had a great time. You know, yeah. just yeah. It's creating and and living in the space. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. And I guess you kind of like talking on that. Obviously, the, the, it's so different for anyone who has worked in theater and in film or film and TV. It is so different. Like, what were three things that really surprised you about the film world after being on set? Everyone just wants to create. Everyone just wants to make the best film, which isn't any different from theatre, you know. But I think in theatre you already have a great piece of work, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. and like, and you're like, all right, these are the lines, this is the text, and this is everything, let's just do it and let's put it through and let's talk about the characters and all that kind of stuff. With theatre, like you don't know what's going to like you can rehearse everything but as soon as you put the camera up and you're in you're in the space something can happen and 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 you're playing and you're and you're creating and it's it's a different kind of energy that is really really special everyone was just just so invested in this film that's awesome being able to create offers i mean you get to create offers and heaps of stuff at theater but that's just something like completely different you know or like being loose with the lines which i love because i I I can't like I don't I kind of struggle with that and also obviously right doing something over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again that's what I loved mm. like I love it I love theater you kind of have to if you're gonna do it but I love love film it's being able to have you do all the groundwork and you create a character and you have that character there and then every single day stepping into a new part of that character is really exciting rather mm-hmm. than every single day just doing the same thing yeah you know mm. I love that. Yeah, I think the most takes we did in a shoot was like was like forty four takes, 
or something of like oh, a little wow. and we were knackered absolutely knackered <laughs> but yeah, it's fun we love it was that kind of surprising to you going from like did you think you were gonna enjoy film just as much if not more than theater because that's you know you don't i don't know yeah they're very different in that way i don't think carl and i've been doing a lot of film stuff and, and we love film um and i did like i've done a few short films and stuff and i remember loving it uh but i think i didn't really get the full experience until i was able to work under a really really terrific creative team that won't let anything crap go on the screen you know like yeah like working with michael was an absolute joy probably will be the highlight of my entire life second to getting married to maddie Um, (laughs) uh, but he was just so like he just knows what he wants you know Uh, and then but it's not it's also not you must do it exactly like this because this is what's in my head he he trusts you enough to outlive that vision but if it's not right we'll do it again and again and again and again and again and so you know it's pretty scary with with theater if you stuff up on wednesday night you can just do it again thursday night but with films Mm. that's that's it you know you've taped it and it's there for life so just to, to be able to trust your creative team was was wonderful yeah yeah there is a huge level of trust there that you know (laughs) it's all in the editing as well yeah Yeah. they'll get me picking my nose or something (laughs) (laughs) they're like that's the perfect take (laughs) that's brilliant (laughs) that kind of concludes uh some of our questions for today but i kind of wanted to see what what is next for you and and the head bros, like what's going on in your life? What's next? We're working closely with the theatre at the moment to, to kind of create a week festival. Oh, amazing. Which, awesome. which we'll be needing to work with a lot of other producers with and on, and that'll be down in Melbourne. So we're really excited about that. Uh, but the, yeah. the very next thing that, that Carl and I are doing, is we're going we're gonna to produce a short film. That's like oh, the... Wonderful. That's, yeah, that's we're going to... Yeah, that's, that's like our next project. That we really want to sink our teeth into. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So we cool. can't wait to hear all the announcements that come out. We'll definitely be following. So if you guys want to check out more of Liam's things, make sure to head to Instagram at Liam underscore head. And then also at the head bros underscore to hear more about what the head bros are doing. Also just follow Liam's journey in theater and film and everything in between. It's been so lovely getting to chat to you and see you. Ever since Into the Woods and, uh, and, we're, and we're here. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether we were going to mention that. <laughs> no, we had to, we had to. I had to slip it in. We did. So uh, actually Liam and I did Into the Woods together when we were like, I was in year 12, so I must have been like... 18 yeah. you must have been like 16 or something yeah yeah i was quite young it was a wild time yeah it was, it was good though I, I just did i did agony because yeah you know it had to two white <laughs> musical theater performers tanners doing a, a musical theater number so sean and i did agony at tenet cabaret um Stop it. and so yeah kind of kind of a throwback good fun did you you, you resurrected the choreography no? yeah, that's really really lame not like not not white because only white people can do it but white because it was corny and lame sorry can i just reiterate I that it. just in case yeah. I, think, I, think, yeah. I think everyone at home got that but just in case they didn't i just want to try yes. that home. no no yeah. we we understood, we understood. <laughs> <laughs> but before we go today we do have a little segment on our podcast called bedtime stories which oh, is just a show mishap, costume malfunction, something that is just one of those little moments from a show that just wakes you up randomly at 2am and you're like, oh my God, remember when? <laughs> Do you have a bedtime story for us? 
I've got so many. Well, fun fact for everyone playing at home. I've got like severe stage anxiety. Like before every every opening night, I'll be puking into a toilet. Like it's it's bad, but I'm getting through no. it and it's really fun. But I, I remember this one show where I was just really in my head, you know, really in my head. And it was it was in Jagged and we're doing Wake Up and there's a key change in Wake Up. But I was just thinking about like, you know, everything going on. And I was like, hmm. don't stuff up, do this. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you, that sucked so much, that last thing. You know, how we all are self-critics. I completely missed the key change. Uh, how'd it go? It's like a scene. Da, na, 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 da, 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 da. I like pain, but only if it doesn't hurt. In, in that bit, but I was stuck in the in the in the last key. So I was like, I like pain, but only if it doesn't hurt too much. And I just couldn't find it. I just couldn't find it because now I'm stressing and everything's crazy. <laughs> and and there's this bit where like I go and I I I do like for some stupid reason push ups on the ground. And all the the um, the, uh, the conscious come conscience come come up behind me, and I just see them like this. Oh no! <laughs> giggling, <laughs> like help me out here. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all come in with with a note. Sit, and I'm supposed to sing. Do I sit? And I I, I sing with them, but I still didn't have it. And I was like, do I? And they they went sit, and I was like, that's where it is. Do I wait? And then I, I was kind of back on track from there. Yeah. But that that was probably not my finest moment on stage. Oh my goodness. That That's like West Nightmare stuff where you're yeah. like, well, what the fuck is going on right yeah, now? Yeah, <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> well, it's everyone is human. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally it's live theatre. That's the di- that's one of the big things between live theatre and film and television. You can still yeah. have to take. <laughs> yeah. You can make different choices every time. Theatre, you make the choice and that is your choice now. And you have to tell yourself, night. that's what they're here for. You know, they want to see, yep. they love it. They, that's that's, that's yeah. what they want to see, live theatre. Exactly. They're like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> what a choice, <laughs> interesting choice. <laughs> that character's really going through the ringer, yeah. he's Yeah, that character's really got a lot of anxiety right now. I can really, like, feel it emanating from the stage. <laughs> that is too good well thank you so much for joining us today and telling us that amazing story and everything that's going on we can't wait to see what else is happening and um following the journey and also good luck with your new puppy as well thank you so much (laughs) and have a fun time but guys until next time stay happy healthy and safe and we'll see you then Bye. bye Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.